I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There was immense pressure, bright colors, and then it was cold, dark. I was alone. It was almost peaceful. A bench appeared. It's as if something wants me to sit down and rest a bit. I feel as though I'm meant to be here, yet my mind pulls at me to keep moving. But something more powerful urges me to sit. I no more than take a seat and I'm a child again, in our family home. The clanking of father polishing his original armor and weapons he had crafted, and mother teasing Auntie Nessa about how she giggles and gets flustered whenever Uncle Tarek makes her a special pie. Oh, I can smell them. It's glorious. Unlike other wealthy families, we never had staff. Nessa and Tarek were family, and mother and father took offense to anyone saying otherwise. They'd stayed with us for as far back as I can remember. Occasionally, mother or father would bring home a weary traveler that needed help getting on their feet, but none stayed longer than a few months. We were... different. And yet the same as other families. But father used to say, Iron jaw men are as tough as scales. And then he would lean in close and say, And our women are invincible. I always thought he spoke in jest, but it was proven late one night. Yelling woke me from my sleep. I hurried to a window to see what the commotion was. There, at our fountain, stood Mother and Auntie. Mother was screaming at a cloaked man nearly twice her size. I couldn't make out her words. However, it was quite obvious she was furious. Suddenly, there were a dozen cloaked figures surrounding them. No! But what could they want? I tried to yell to them. I tried to yell for father, but nothing came out. They looked terrified. I was terrified. The figures, however, looked confident as they closed in. Relaxed, almost. As if this would be easy. (laughs) But as they grew closer, Mother looked over at Auntie and they both smiled. They quickly went from cowering to a stance I had never seen before. The figures suddenly stood no chance as they danced around them in the most beautiful and bloody ballet I'd ever witnessed. It was as if they knew exactly where the figures were going to move, always two steps ahead. A noise startled me. 
I turned to see Father, and the last thing I remember is him saying, Back to bed with you, little hero. The next morning at breakfast, everyone acted as if nothing had happened. When asked about the incident, I was confidently told I must have been dreaming. But it wasn't a dream. Why would they hide it from me? What really happened? The fountain was almost a religious part of our household. The entire family would toss coins in daily. Auntie told me the coins were a thank you to higher powers that watched over us. That you always put coins in, but you never take any out. But someone had to have been taking them out. They were—they never piled up. Maybe that's what was going on. The men were stealing from the fountain. I excused myself from the table and went to look. However, when I approached the fountain, there was nothing. No broken stones. No blood. The grass around that was flung and flowers that were flattened were perfect, as always. But how? It was not a dream, it was real. Something caught my eye. Setting on the edge of the fountain was a gold coin. It was so shiny, yet it looked worn. As if it had been around a very long time. It's not in the fountain, I thought, so shouldn't be a problem if I hold on to it, I suppose. As soon as I grabbed the coin, a warm feeling came across me. I felt safe. Not that I ever didn't, but now it felt as though something else watched over me. It was strange, but comforting. Oh, look at that strapping young man. Oh, wait, that's me. What a surprise. This little trip is quite strange. Is this leyline magic's doing? Or perhaps something else? No, oh, and now we're at Father's shop in Aetherport. Hmm. All over the place with this. Now it's so pristine. It's pride and joy. Father took great pride in the Iron Jaw family, being the exclusive blacksmiths for Aetherport's royal family. And the city guard. His work was impeccable, and his love for it gleamed with each strike of the hammer. He was so honored to carry the family tradition... I, however, ended up being his disappointment, though. I've shown the same talents as the rest of the Iron Jaw men, but I did not want to make armor or weapons. I wanted to craft things of beauty, not destruction. It was this day that I broke the news to my father. I've never seen such a broken look on the man's face. Could it really be that bad of a choice? He scolded me, told me it was a great honor bestowed upon our family for many generations, and that I will follow through with it. It is our duty. And I was sent off to train with a master blacksmith, Tanduth Fuseror. Large, burly man, perhaps a Goliath or some lineage, maybe. Never fully knew. He was stern in front of people. But the man was nothing but a big softy. <laughs> he taught me many things, but he didn't do his father had hoped. He always told me to follow my heart, and if that didn't lead me to smithing, then so be it. No matter what I did, I had the skill to be great. I haven't spoken to him in 
a few years. I hope all is well. Perhaps I should check in soon. Perhaps after our excursion to Aramore. Oh, my shop now. Oh, the smell of the forge. The chatter of the customers. I miss this. This feeling. It's almost surreal how wonderful it feels. A strange man entered my shop and approached me. Mr. Ironjaw, I have a proposition for you. Your work is so renowned for its beauty that I would like you to make me a glorious warhammer so that my enemies may see one last thing of beauty before they perish. Well, sir, I'm honored, but I have to respectfully decline. I've never forged a weapon. Only my pottery. This angered the man, and he stormed out of my shop. After a few days, I became curious if I could even forge a weapon. Late one night, after I closed down the shop, I decided to give it a try. It was as if the metal was speaking to me. It took me but mere hours to forge my hammer. All great weapons have a name. I shall call you Odd Anim. That was dwarvish for a master's soul. It felt fitting. I locked it up and never spoke of it to another soul. Months had passed. Life was great, until the man showed back up again, but with companions. As I was just getting ready to close up, they entered. Gonna ask you one last time, Forge Master. Will you make me the weapon I requested? Think real hard before you answer this time. Sir, I respectfully declined last time and my views haven't changed now if you would all kindly take your leave I was just about to close up the words no more than left my mouth and his friend started destroying everything and I was being slammed to the ground you had your chance now we show you what happens to people who don't cooperate I, I tried to yell for help but his tight grip on my throat prevented it Soon they were all kicking me. I felt bones breaking. So much pain. I I can't move. I can barely breathe. All because of a weapon? But why? Why me? My father made weapons. Why not go to him? Why was I being punished even more for a life of peace? Hmm. I expected more out of an iron jaw. He said with half a smile, as they started lighting the shop on fire. This was it, I thought. The fire was spreading quickly, and I could not move. I was not able to keep my eyes open. And then I heard a voice. Trevor. Trevor Ironjaw. Open your eyes and stand. I opened them, and the flames had stopped, as if frozen in place all except a humanoid shape of pure flame, directing me, leading me to Ardenim. Take up your masterpiece, my child, and go out into the world. Protect those who cannot protect themselves. 
and be the fire in the forge of life. I stood up. My injuries seemed to have disappeared. Nothing hurt. I could breathe again. So I did what it said. I, I took Ardenim in my hands and made my way out of the shop. Once I was clear, the flame started again, and I watched as my life burnt to the ground in front of me. I left with those words still ringing in my head, as if being repeated over and over. I made some preparations, called in some favors, got some gear, and headed out. I had seen the postings about Iron's Edge, so figured that was as good a place as any to start. It was a few days' travel. Thankfully, they were uneventful. But finally, Iron's Edge. I stood in line to get in for a few moments before a man screamed about monsters and ran. And then I met Arcos. Oh, there goes the magic again. There's Selena and Marcus and Phil and Buffles. All our trips into the mines, things were quite bad. A bit there, but we, we pulled through. And now the train again. This is so beautiful. Perhaps I should put the past behind me and go speak to Father again. It's been years, but I need to introduce my parents to Harkos. My best friend. My brother. <laughs> Look at you, you glorious owl, you. Wait, why... Why do you look worried? So it's dark again. But why? Oh no. I remember now. The train. I lost my footing. What is this bright light? Oh. Numerath? Are you... Are you here to lead me on? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.